0: Well, let's assume that everything goes through like that, and uh, you know it shocked everybody when that news came out. Uh, But obviously, thing that's happened in recent years, it pointed toward what could end up being the development. uh, Two or more major differences, and this is a big step toward. With a big, and you know, USC and UCLA were in a position that they they needed to inquire about where they could change addresses to, and uh, it's something that's going to change a lot about college athletics it really does away with a lot of the tradition that a lot of us have grown up to it certainly leads to speculation of who else will be joining and a lot of thought that possibly some other western schools will come in there but yeah your development you know i think there's a lot of questions that everybody's going to have that we're nowhere close to getting answers to yet with that right
1: paul certainly with you right in the middle of college football a lot of people from the outside looking in say well why would you see and why UCLA want to be part of the Big Ten, this is about dollars and cents for the most part, isn't it, Paul?
0: It is. You know, with, with the, the media rights and deals still being worked out and negotiated. And, you know, in the case of UCLA, it's kind of been learned that they're in a big financial hole with something that uh, – really can help them is, is a big motivating factor for a university. It's exposure into, obviously, you know, a gigantic media market like Los Angeles if this comes to pass. Certainly the big brands that are involved uh, has a lot to do with making the decision as well, but it is all about money, and it seems to be all about money, and it's it certainly is good for conferences like the Big Ten and the SDC that are growing. It certainly creates challenges for the conferences are trying to figure out what they need to do next
1: paul keels is with us voice of the buckeyes wakr paul as you sit and watch all this unfold and you've been a major part of major college football a school like ohio state the big 10 like the conference and all around the country how are you looking at what you've seen with name image and likeness so far my friend
0: uh that there's still a lot of questions to that as well how's it going to be enforced how be regulated if it can be. Uh, how it, obviously it appears it is benefiting the student athletes, and that was a lot of what it was intended to do. But there still are more questions than there are answers. That you know, schools can't actively use it as an inducement or a recruiting tool, but the boosters and the companies that get involved certainly can. So it's something that has created a lot of unintended consequences. You know, add the transfer portal and things like that. It really has changed how coaches and administrators run their programs. Uh, you know, you, you have situations with maybe sign agreements and then to leave. Uh, you know, the whole crazy situation that occurred with Quinn Ewers last year is one that comes to mind a lot. But it's one of those things that uh, everybody's learning as they go along, and, and the answers are probably not coming as fast as the questions are.
1: Paul Keel's with us, voice of the Buckeyes, WAKR. Paul, just yesterday, Georgia coach signed a very lucrative contract with Georgia making him i believe the highest paid college football coach ncaa we've got a real good one in coach ryan day and i know his contract still has a few years to go on and ohio State, i imagine would like to lock him up for a long long time well they
0: did a situation that occurred back in spring early summer where ryan day chris holton and some of the others were given new contract extensions and you know certainly the it's a High risk, high reward profession. And, you know, Kirby Smart gets a a big extension because he won the national championship. We've seen that happen with Ohio State coaches when they've won national championships. But the Buckeyes realize that they have to look out for Ryan Dent. That's why Gene Smith made that move back in, I believe it was May when their extensions worked out. And, uh, you know, that's something that certainly is, and not only does it help reward a coach and his staff that have had great success, but it helps in the recruiting standpoint. Those coaches can go into recruits' homes and talk about the longevity that they have with the rewards that they're given with. So, you know, Kirby Smart certainly winning a national championship. You had to figure that that was something that was coming. But fortunately, Ohio State is taking care of that with both Ryan Day and Chris Holtman and other coaches.
1: Big Ten media day coming up next week, Paul. And, of course, our Buckeyes right in the center of the Big Ten and a lot of talent coming back. And I know we had two first-round draft picks at the wide receiver positions, but I think we got a couple more right there. Quick preview of how you look at our Buckeyes here in 2022.
0: Well, because of what they did offensively, in the rows, minus those receivers that you talked about. There's a lot of encouragement this team can do offensively. C.J. Stroud certainly set the world afire. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. leading at receiving, Trevion Henderson and Mayan Williams at running back. The offensive line will be retooled a little bit, but there's a lot of encouragement offensively. The big question is going to be defense. How will this defense look and be better and be more efficient than their gym and the other teams that have occurred in the coaching staff? can this be a defensive line that can stop the run because that's where they were hurt last year? Can you get people that can produce the kind of sack numbers that we've seen in recent years? The linebacking play was not near where Ohio State expects it to be. That's going to be a big question, and that's secondary with coaches to Perry up being one of them from the University of Cincinnati and the success that they had, can that defense be better? It has to be better for Ohio State to go where everybody wants them to be. That's the big question.
1: Paul, from what you know of the talent returning in a lot of those spots, because I agree with you 100%, if there's question marks, it's stopping the run, linebacking play, and such on defense. From what you know what we have coming back and maybe some guys that were a little green last year, are you uh, excited about maybe some of these holes being filled? Well, I think the
0: point, that's the area, Ray. I think everybody's going to be watching, mm-hmm. certainly. we see At times, some of those defensive linemen be able to make plays. You know, Jerron Cage is coming back for a six-year title league Williams. I call Erling in the year show. Is it being good? Harrison is a guy that is going to be put on an awful lot. The linebacking spot's gonna have guys that, you know, we saw a little bit toward the end of the year. Tommy Eichenberg, the way he played in the Rose Bowl, certainly was encouraging. Steele Chambers made the move from running back to linebacker. Kip Tranium is a grad transfer that comes in that there's some hope that he can help at that position. And then the secondary, a healthy Josh Proctor at safety. Ronnie Hickman, who's gonna be in an adjuster type of position. Those are two guys that really are going to be counted on a lot to see if they can help that defense be better.